Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's a CHGO Cubs podcast, and this is the week. The week of Cubs convention. Maybe it's the week the Cubs finally do something that raises a few eyebrows around Major League Baseball. Uh, Right now, raising their eyebrows for the wrong reasons, like what are they doing? When are they going to do it? Here we are, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera. And Mr. Cody Del Mendo. Hello to everybody in the live chat. Uh, thank you for the thumbs down to the one person that gave us a thumb down before we even started the show. Yeah, uh, credit to you. Credit to you. Big of you. <laughs> um, so we we have. I think something will happen this week, but we do have some stuff to talk about. There's not a lot of activity going on out there. Uh, Becky wants to know how I'm feeling. More of the same, Becky. More of the same, but better than last week. Big of you to be here. Big of me to be here. Credit to me. <laughs> Humble of me to admit that I'm here. <laughs> I don't even think that makes sense. Uh, it doesn't, but we, you what, just what are you typing up over here? What's going on? Right. I'm, I'm tweeting out the You're tweeting the show, out the, the show? show. <laughs> we just letting, letting people know. Letting people know that we're going. That, that we're, we're here. Live. We're, we're here. Like, right. Even though nothing's happening, we're live, still here. We're and we are alive. alive. We have switched to like a 1.30 time for a little while here. Mainly just because of bears. Yeah, because they just can't. You know what? So we've decided we're just going to steal a little bit of their thunder. We're going to talk a little bear slash cubs. Bear Combine the two combo, right? Yeah. Uh, They're both bears, technically. Technically both bears. First of all, that I felt low about some cubs games on the West Coast or cubs games they gave away this season. Atlanta. Nothing makes you feel lower than the Chicago Bears. Especially when they're losing to the Packers. Like, that, oh, that's as bad as it gets. To, to start the season and end the season with those two games? Come on. The only thing that made me feel, that I can think of that makes me feel worse than the Bears' loss to the Packers yesterday is, I mean, I think I'm even more pissed than I was that during the Cubs-September p- collapse. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I we knew that that Cubs team wasn't, gonna do much in the playoffs who knows maybe things would have been different if they got in i don't know but the bears they would have been able to take so much momentum into the offseason and to finally beat the packers and kick them out of the playoffs i don't like i said before the show i haven't never been so pissed off at the chicago bears like i was yesterday so yeah uh when it comes to forms of bears in this city y'all just love to piss me off (laughs) Oh, Barb said prayers for me. Thank you, Barb. I appreciate that. Uh, it wasn't that dire, but, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, so, I, I, Cody and I were talking about it. Do, do the Bears have a brighter future or the Cubs have a brighter future? Now, I would have said, I would have said hands down the Cubs about a year ago. A year ago. Just so, because you, you, I was like, well, you know, the quarterback thing, but now the Bears have the number one pick. I'm not so sure. The Cubs just kind of spinning their wheels so far this offseason. Are they spinning wheels? I don't know if the <laughs> wheels are spinning or if they're just sitting in traffic like I do. The only wheels like spinning with the, the other day. Yeah, the only wheels spinning for the Cubs are the freaking carousel at Winterland. All I would say is that I do trust the front. I think I trust the front office of the Cubs more than I trust the front office of the Bears. And that's not because Poles hasn't done anything good. It's just we haven't seen... We've also seen some real dud moves already, too. 
Well, and it also organizationally, well, I mean, what have the Bears done for us over the course of this century? That's a good point. We went to the Super Bowl in 06. Devin Hester gave us the most electrifying Chicago sports moment in God knows how long. Um, and after that, it went to shit. And it was honestly like probably one of the most boring Super Bowls you could ever watch. And since then, it's just been ass outside of going to the NFC champ- Championship and uh, Caleb Haney almost beating Aaron Rodgers in 2010. And... You know, that's about it. That's all we got, you know. But at least the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, which people forget. And shout out Corey and Brennan. Shout out Corey and Brennan. And, you know, organizationally, I think we can all sit here and say that they're about as healthy as they've ever been right now. And pretty much the front office that they have is all because of Theo Epstein, if you really go back to it, you know, date back the start of when he came into the organization and, started building this thing back up you, i think you can you can you can say that so i, I don't know man like the, the only thing that the two are consistent is that in recent years neither of them have won shit so what's the difference i don't know i think um <laughs> i don't know isn't it fun to be a fan of sports teams in the city no um <laughs> it's not the way uh, I think the Bears have ultimately put themselves in a better position than the Cubs have. Just, just with the two top uh, ten picks, two I mean back to back number one picks. You know, and even though they didn't yeah. use the one last year, but they they had it right. They were able to get a, a pretty sizable haul for Bryce Young, who didn't like you know didn't open any eyes this year in Carolina. Not that the Panthers were very good at all, anyway. Um, so I think the Bears have like ultimately put themselves in the better position. It's just all about what. They have to be right, you know, like, 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 the which cup. is a huge it's question, a huge mark. question mark. And it's like, and like as good as Ryan Poles has been um, on, on, on certain things. And obviously like he's, you know, the Chase Claypool trade will just never really understand that one. But um, I think overall Ryan Poles tenure has been good, but this is like where they're at now, the number one pick quarterback, what are they going to do with it? Right. Like, this is the inflection point kind of for Ryan Poles. Cause this is what he's going to stamp his name on as the bears GM. And if he gets it wrong, that's another bad, it's another big mistake. Right. Ooh, so, man. so I think the bears have probably put themselves in the best position uh, as far as like what their future potential could be because they have the picks. They have a, a lot of actual good players on this team already. Um, they, you know, they were, I like what the Bears, the position they put themselves in, they just have to be right. The Cubs, I think, are in a safer position. They have rebuilt the farm system. Um, they have some good young players on that team. They got a guy like Danzy Swanson uh, uh, on there. Justin Steele's turned into a Cy Young caliber player. Like They have a lot of good players on the Cubs um, where if they you know improve the rest of the roster, could be even playoff team even this offseason. Um, and I do think they're the safer, if you're going to get a bet like, which of those two teams is going to win the Super Bowl or a Super Bowl or the World Series next, right? I think maybe the safer bet is the Cubs um, if you had to pick between those two teams. But I think I think what I'm looking at is like the Cubs are the safer pick, maybe don't have the overall team ceiling of like all-time great team or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bears have put themselves in a position where if they get things right, if the quarterback they take, if, if they go like Caleb Williams, if, he, if he's a generational quarterback like everyone says he is, like they could be a great, like great, great, great team, right? Uh, so... Yeah. I don't know. Because they're resetting yes. that rookie contract. Yes. Yeah. Quarterback, so I, Fields has one year. So I just come back to like 50 million bucks. Yeah. I just come know? back to maybe year. the overall team ceiling for the Bears is higher, but the safer bet for me would probably be the Cubs. I would say it's still a bigger offseason for the Bears than it is for the Cubs. As frustrating as it is for Cubs fans to sit and watch the way this offseason has played out, right? Otani going somewhere else. Soto going somewhere else. Um, Yamamoto going somewhere else. Uh, and and we're sitting here and the convention starts on Friday and we're thinking, man, they haven't done anything. If, there, if there's one team in Major League Baseball that right now all everybody nationally would have to look at and say, I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. They all have. A lot of them would say that, mm-hmm. but I still think most would look at it, the Cubs, and say, listen, this is the this is this is a big offseason, just like last year was, but I feel like this one should have ramped up even more than last year as they try to get the next great Cubs team on the field. I 
right now they're sitting on the edge of the Grand Canyon and looking at it and saying, are we going to jump in with both feet? Yeah. Or, or are we going to stand back here at the railing, right? Like, wh- what are we going to do? Yeah. Well, and so I still think it's a bigger offseason for the Bears because you can't make a bigger you, you decision than you can at number one no. quarterback with the number one pick well, in any sport. But I was well, what I was going to say before you like said that, and I'm not saying that you over spoke over me or whatever, but in yeah, some way you spoke over him. I'm not. So I do it all the time, but that's fine. <laughs> whatever. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. What right. I was going to say is that you can, if you step out, if I take my irrational brain out and look at the, both the Cubs and the bears, 2023 seasons they're both very similar we can both we can sit here and say that both teams should have made the playoffs if they had just won the games that they should have won the bears blew three fourth quarter 10 point leads they would have 10 wins right now probably talking about the playoffs if they didn't blow those three games the lions the broncos and the browns uh and with the cubs it's how many games did they have leads and they blew late because their bullpen was taxed or because they didn't score enough runs? And I mean, there's there's <laughs> countless games. I mean, we this what not even just from September. You can go back to May. You can go back back to June even, right? So, in in some aspects, both teams are basically in the same spot. And now it's you know, based off reading uh, the Athletic this morning. Uh, it seems like the Cubs don't view this offseason as an go all in, try and win the World Series type offseason. And I don't think many people are super surprised by that. But I can I understand that frustration. Hell, it frustrates me. Now with the Bears, the NFL is a lot different. Yeah. Like you can go from last to a playoff team real quick. The Texans did that this yeah. year, right? Like no one thought the Texans were going to win the AFC South. Uh, but C.J. Stroud decided that he was going to be uh, elite, so you know things work out. Will Anderson turned out to be pretty has turned out to be pretty good for them too. So it obviously it's hard to it, it, comparing the NFL and, and Major League Baseball is you know apples and oranges, but it it does come down to in some in some form. Yes, the Bears have to decide who's going to be their quarterback, who's going to be the coach, who's going to be the offensive coordinator. For, for the Cubs, it's like okay, who are you going to add to take this team to at least a playoff level? Right. Over like, 83. And, right. And like you said, your New Year's resolution a week ago, Luke, like this team, no matter what, should have playoff aspirations. Yeah. They, they should. Like it's been we're going into year four of the Jed Hoyer era. All right. It's been 322 days since we made a free agent signing. Shout out Michael Fulmer. All I'm saying is, is that both teams are in a, a similar spot. Like you got to this. this They have the Cubs have tough decisions to make. If you if you, in terms of, you know, who's going to be. The 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 you know the the star on this team is do they do they believe in Cody Bellinger? All things point that they are. They're just waiting for his market to come down because Scott Boris is trying to get an insane amount of money for him, and no one else is biting. But like you said, are they like are they are they playing it smart or not? We're we're gonna find out here yeah. in the next five weeks. And if the Cubs do not bring back Cody Bellinger because some other team decides to jump in and overpay then what's the next move after that? And right now it just feels like, and we've said this, I feel like a lot, it just feels like the Cubs are banking so much on bringing Cody Bellinger back. And if that doesn't happen, I feel like it's going to be a failed off season because Jed and Carter are going to be sitting there thinking, fuck, what's plan B? And I, 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 I want to believe that they have other, or they have a plan B and they have a plan C and they have all these Things thought up because I know this front office is smart or else they wouldn't have been able to make the moves that they've made that have looked very good for them so far. So I'm not trying to say that I don't think they're that they're, they're not smart enough to be able to do that. But from an outside perspective right now, it does feel like that because the lack of anything else hasn't happened. I, I've said all along that they're playing a dangerous game with the Bellinger thing mm-hmm. because I think he, he fills such a a big hole on the team. Yeah, you know, Barb says Boris wants twelve years, four hundred million dollars. Well, if that's the case, then I would be holding off on that too. Yeah. You know? But yeah. we're eighty days away from opening day. We're five weeks. Can you believe we are five weeks since we arrived in, in Nashville for the winter meetings thinking this is show hair bust? Yeah. It's been five weeks since we were in yeah. Tennessee and they still haven't signed somebody big. Yeah. I, I mean I am I was looking at this earlier, the Athletics' top 40 free agent big board. Um, 
from, you know, for this offseason, obviously. And, like, I've, you know, Shohei Otani's number one, Aaron Nola's number two, like that kind of stuff. And I looked at it the, of the top 13 free agents that the athletic ranked, um, only five have signed. So that's eight that haven't signed. And five of those eight, you know who's their agent? Boris. Scott Boris is their agent. So, I, again, well, I, I, under, I understand the frustration over the whole Jed Hoyer hasn't done anything. Oh, they just – their first uh, major league edition was a waiver claim. Uh, Ryan Serving. Yeah, right, for someone that no one had really heard of before. No had a four um, game for yeah, the no, Rockies. No offense to him, obviously, but no that's offense. not like – that wasn't like the big, <laughs> the big move that people were the wanting, backup right? backup to the backup, baby. Um, Let's go. So – like I, I, well, I get that frustration. It's also like you're looking at where the national people were looking at the top of the free agent list, and oh, like thirty six or thirty seven percent of those guys haven't been signed, and those guys are represented by Scott Boris. Like it, ju- it just while Jed Hoyer, could, how do we get rid of this guy? <laughs> while Jed Hoyer could man. be doing moves, some of those like uh, a couple bullpen piece moves or whatever. You know, I don't know what's what potentially is holding that up. Um, some of these guys like Cody Bellinger, or if you're a Matt Chapman fan, want the Cubs to sign him, or Reese Hoskins, even like those guys are all Scott Boris clients, and we know how that kind of stuff goes with him. So it's it's like it's a very tough uh, what's that tug of war? It's a tug of war yeah. between that, but but it's not even the Cubs. It's like it's a tug of war between Scott Boris and any other team that wants one of his clients because he wants and rightfully so wants to get his clients the best deal he can get, and if teams aren't willing to meet him at what he wants. Scott Boris is holding a line and other teams are holding their line and they're eventually going to have to meet in the middle somehow to get these guys signed. But neither, it, it doesn't feel like either side wants to give an inch at this point. So it, I, I think the other part of it where it's like, you know, I, I don't remember who said it in here, but someone said, Je, Jez just sitting on his ass doing nothing. I'm like, there's all like some of the guys, like you're looking at Cody Bellinger, Jordan Montgomery, like potential Cubs targets are Scott Boris clients like that. That's that's it's not easy to to deal with Scott Boris uh, for any team, right? Just because again, he wants to get his his clients the best deal. So it's like these dominoes are eventually going to fall. But we we went into this offseason knowing that guys like Cody Bellinger, guys that are signed by Scott Boris, may take a while. Yeah. And so while the frustration builds for fans, and I get it, and I just I, I understand wanting to see the Cubs do something, like it's hard to it's hard to make deals without deadlines. And especially when that includes, uh, you know, dealing with one of the most powerful agents in sports. How long could you hold? How long do you think Jed Hoyer and company could hold a secret about signing Cody Bellinger? Like, let's just hypothetical. Let's say they knew they were signing Bellinger. They'd, they'd pretty much signed on the dotted line. How long could you give it before another team would give the information? Like, for instance, if... I see the people in the chat talking about it. There's always the conspiracy theory that they're holding this big announcement to make it at the opening ceremonies at Cubs convention. Like they're going to introduce all these guys and then they're going to say, and Cody Bellinger, right? And he's going to come out and the place will go crazy. How long could you realistically as an organization, Ryan, hold that information (laughs) before another team, another agent, somebody else let it slip would boris allow it to be held that long i think he would i, I think if it's uh, like could could it, they could they come to an agreement on wednesday and hold it until friday the thing the, is for, for that it would have to be a very loose lips close, and ships very close circle like not probably doesn't have to be as close as the yeah. craig council one was right but if you want to hold a secret like that and to announce it at the cubs coming it's gonna to have to be a pretty tight circle not saying that like you know on either side they're just going to reveal it no matter what but it's you run that the more people that know that you run the risk of things slipping out so i don't think they can do it i, I don't know if they can i don't know no. if they can it, it'll, be it'll be as tough as soon as he gets the deal that he wants boris is going to sing it from the highest mountaintop <laughs> yeah that's well, that's the bigger problem and what if he doesn't get the deal he wants you know like he, well, then he won't be signing it yet, right? <laughs> then it won't be yeah, coming by Friday exactly, or Saturday exactly, anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, if they were able to get a deal done midweek, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I think they could hold it till Cubs convention. It would make for a really cool moment. Don't get me wrong. It would be a pretty cool moment for the Cubs convention opening ceremony. All of a sudden, Cody Bellinger walks in and people cheer. And, uh, um, but Don't forget I, the Trey Mancini signing was announced at a Cubs convention. 
It was, yeah, Saturday night, right? Never, I think it was. Never forget. Was it after? Was that? Was, it was still going on. Yeah, you're right. I, so yeah, we what you're saying on. is they do sometimes hold big announcements. <laughs> no, oh, I, at the time it kind of was a big. I was okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> that, it'd definitely be <laughs> a hard. Uh, <laughs> definitely be a hard secret. I to like keep Jim's comment. Pedro Strope surprise signing. Yeah, baby. Wow, he's gonna be there. So you know, he'll <laughs> just he'll just put on the uniform and yeah. I'd like to see him make a run at Snell just so we could bring back uh, Joakim Noah's saying Snelly Cat. Snelly <laughs> Cat. used to call him Snelly yeah, Cat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Snelly Cat. Uh, Cody, tell us about Circa Sportsbook. Well, our good friends. It is. They are my our good friends, and I, I do love them normally, even though I lost a lot of money there yesterday because of the <laughs> freaking Chicago Bears. I live bet the, the Bears plus eight and a half. Is- <sighs> At least that I had one win from yesterday because yesterday was pretty bad. Yeah, what do you do about um, the championship tonight? I'm taking Michigan, not only mm. because our guy Corey Freeman is going to be there, but I think— Oh, he is? He's he is going? The, he's, he's in Houston. Supporting yeah. Oh, wow. He's, he's being a supportive alum. Uh, anyway, Packers 28th worst rush defense in the NFL, and somehow, someway, we can't get Khalil Herbert or Justin Fields over on the rushing yards. Just yep. ugh, make it make sense. I don't know. Anyway, some days I have do good. I do have good days, unlike yesterday. Um, and I love to do it at Circus Sportsbook because, you know, they have tight lo- tight money line splits. Uh, games will strive to be a minus one ten split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus one fifteen or minus one twenty. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Uh, Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They encourage bettors to actually download and explore other sports betting apps just to compare the lines from each sports book. It's very big of them, honestly. Credit to them. Uh, and then finally, my biggest thing, uh, there's real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbot chatbots. Uh, all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, the second greatest place on earth. Uh, Wrigley Field takes the cake. Sorry, guys. Uh, download the Sp- Circa Sportsbook Illinois app at circasportscom slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates throughout all of 2024. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Text JMB to 833234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Thank you, Cody. I'd like to tell you about our friends at Midtown Athletic Club for Chicagoland locations for all of you that are maybe trying to work on that resolution you made. How's it going, by the way? Down 30? Uh, down 30 last, is the goal, right? So four days in, I was down seven. I haven't. Wow, that's I pretty haven't, good. I haven't stepped on the scale since last Thursday. I was thinking about stepping on it tomorrow. See, yesterday... Because of the bears, I ate a pizza. <laughs> but you also got a haircut. And I did get a haircut. So who perhaps that evens things out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also did see Cody ran him at export on Saturday. He did so run into me at the gym. I don't know yeah. where Cody's just sitting there. I'm like, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. What gym? Let's not talk about that. Yeah, not, 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 not the gym I want to be with. Right. Only, be, only because he didn't have a car and couldn't get his over to Midtown Athletic Club. Yes. Four Chicagoland locations. Palatine in the Northwest Burbs. Bannockburn in the North Shore. Willowbrook Southwest Suburbs. Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel. <laughs> Excuse me. In Bucktown oh. and Lincoln Park. Hold on. Credit to Luke for being here. I get worked up thinking about working out. <laughs> Hell yeah, he does. It's a part of your resolution. You said you're going to work out more in 2024. That's right. Once I get over this, I'm going full bore. Single people, families with kids, people uh, looking to make lifestyle changes, holistic witnesses, wellness, all those things. My vision's going too. Uh, they got yoga, boxing, cycling. Listen, they've super luxury locker rooms. Loaded with fluffy white towels and happiness and spas. And what I need to get over there is use the sauna. Well, and I, I mention this every time is when you walk in, they give you like this. It almost looks like a Fitbit or like an Apple Watch. Yeah, but it, you just but it it locks like your lock. locker like so you don't have to bring your own lock even you lock or like you have you a just key. like put it up yeah. to the locker and it locks it or, like, or unlocks it. You know, like yeah. like some some gyms get like a key and you might lose. It's it like a like Wonder Woman badge. You just yeah. hold hold up one of those golden bracelets. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I'm not bragging. It's I've been to as good as the diehard card. I belong to some nice gyms in Chicago. This is the nicest place out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just that's just a fact. Best tennis courts, programming for the sport. Midtown has indoor outdoor tennis. 
pickleball, paddle tennis, USTA, professional quality all the way. I'm still recommending that somehow we get a pickleball, CHGO pickleball tournament going. And we take Carm down. Well, Carm hates pickleball. Right, but he's a tennis but he guy, thinks but... he's good at it. Secretly, he thinks he's great at it. <laughs> we can have a tennis tournament. Take him down, too. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO. Find out more and tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. By the way, uh, right now, there's a lot of good deals going on. Uh, Midtown is offering no initiation fees this Ooh, January beautiful. in their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. Remember, Palatine is wrapping up that huge renovation, multi-million dollar renovation. So no initiation fees this month in January. Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook. Great time to uh, get started over there. Just a suggestion. And again, I get all choked up just thinking about it. But that's that's where we're gonna. You, that's where you're gonna find us most of the rest. We got 36 days till pitchers and catchers report. We have 36 days, guys, to get in the best shape of our lives, as every player will say when they report. Oh, I'll be down. I'll be down in Arizona. 30. I'm gonna need to get my in best shape of my life. Yeah, you got to show up in the best shape of your life. You've never felt this good, is what you have to tell the players. I mean, hopefully, we all get to go to Arizona, and I hope I drop my 30 pounds before then. Well, with snow coming tonight, I'm already thinking, like, could we please go to Arizona? Yeah, that's Please? Too. Please? Hike yeah, Sugarback Mountain, please? Uh, so maybe, you know, we're talking about how nothing's happened. The only reason, I, the convention is not the reason I have optimism that something will finally happen this week. That I don't think the dam is breaking because of the convention. I don't believe that conspiracy theory. But Imanaga having to sign by Thursday should have some trickle-down effect, right? Like, I know we talked about Otani and how that was going to set everything and lose. But there's only 36 days left. And once he signs, the teams that need starting pitchers are going to have to sign somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. Do you think the Cubs are Thursday still in on them? Thursday p.m. Think they still got a shot at him? Yeah. Depends on where you read it. I think that depends on where you read it. I mean, I it, it's kind of been a roller coaster because over the weekend I saw our friends over at Bleacher Nation. Like they used Google Translate to translate an article out of Japan related to Imanaga that said, according to, to Google Translate at least, that the Cubs were likely to be out or like not nearly as strong suitors now. And then the very next day, Bob Nightingale mentions the Cubs as part of like the four favorites to get Imanaga. Yeah. So it's like it it's like snip, snap, snip, snap, Michael Scott and Jan fighting at the dinner party, brother. Like, I don't know. Like it's it's I I believe that the Cubs are interested. And I think at this point, like I think I was reading this or I think someone gave me this I read a take from someone. I think the Angels are probably one of those teams and perhaps the Angels are offering more money, but situation is something maybe he cares about and he probably would rather come to the Cubs considering the situation, but will the Cubs pay up a little bit more to meet those needs? I hope, I I hope so. But so I, I think that's a lot of it going on right now. I mean, again, I don't have any inside information, but we just keep hearing these random rumors coming out related to him. He's, his market's been very quiet all offseason until the last you know week or so. And so with the Cubs and Red Sox for sure in it, then I think, again, I think the Angels are one of them. I don't know. Maybe the Giants are also another team, even though they trade for Robbie Ray. He's not going to be ready to you know pitch on opening day. Like who's... I, the Giants are the one who scares me the most because they have plenty of money to spend since the only free agent they have signed this offseason is the guy out of Korea. Uh, I can't remember his name, but you know who I'm talking about, the outfielder. Yeah. And um, so, like, between those four teams, including the Cubs, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see how it works out. I, they have to, he has to decide on Thursday, and certainly the situation for the Cubs in terms of like where the team should be headed, should be is is it should be the number one thing if if that's what he cares about the most in terms of you know wanting to win and stuff like that out of those four teams. I think the Cubs have the better team situation going forward, but you know maybe he cares more about the money. I, I don't know. And maybe uh, yeah, the Cubs I, will pay up. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I you know money. 
if money matters or situation matters, the the um, factors that go into all this is obviously more than I think just money, but um, money obviously plays enough. I don't know. It's it's another interesting saga of this free agency, right? And I I try to think back to other free agencies and see how long the you know some of the best players or the top rated free agents have taken a sign. Does it yeah. always take this long? And in ways it's not dissimilar to past off seasons where guys are kind of holding out. I know we're talking about, but it feels like it, it feels like it. Right. But I, I think, I don't know if that's just because it's like, I wonder if we'd feel that way if the Cubs were on the other side and they had signed a couple guys, like a big name or two, like would would we still feel that this is going Oh. As slow as it is, if the Cubs were the ones that actually signed a couple guys, you know what I'm saying? No, but all we have is like 10 catchers. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels so slow. Like 10. I feel so slow with all this, with, with Imanaga, with Bellinger, whoever it is. And then, you know, Imanaga is different because he obviously has the posting period that he has to sign by. But with everyone, it feels like, um, I, I, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe we're a little blinded because we're focused on the Cubs aspect of it and they haven't signed anyone. So it feels slower, but um, I don't know to go back to Imanaga. Like, yeah, we're going to have an answer three days from now. I don't know exactly what time he has to sign by, but things we've read, the Cubs are still in it. Um, I don't, I don't remember where I saw it, but that if it's starting to, there's some talk about the Cubs maybe starting to move more towards um, one of the more likely landing spots for him. So um I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I don't. He's not going to get like a Yamamoto contract. No. We we know that, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with him and, and how or who lands him and if it's the Cubs. Because then, I wonder, I wonder how that changes the Cubs' approach to the rest of the offseason if they do land him. If they do get a guy that right. um, could potentially be their number three guy or better, um, and where you know as far as money goes, where they where they decide to take the rest of the resources and put that in. I don't know. It's it's. I think getting Imanaga is obviously, as we talked about with Corey last week, like it's, it improves the roster for sure. Like it, he's not, he's a good pitcher. Um, he hasn't pitched MLB obviously, but I think we have um, like the data and the scouting and all that stuff and the level where it's at um, that you you can't completely predict how he's gonna um, you know transfer over to Major League Baseball, but you can kind of get close um, and kind of get a good idea of what he'll be in in the major leagues. Um, so it'll be an obviously a very good improvement on the roster you, you get you get another guy that you feel like is going to be capable of of taking this rotation to places where right now it's not at um but I who mean, knows who knows if they're going to be the ones to get him because they've been connected yeah. been connected to him for a long time it's yeah it's interesting and here, here i'll pose this question would you rather the cubs say say gets like a hundred million dollars uh-huh. right? say that and then the Cubs would rather pay like what Sanga got, which was like five years, eighty-five. Okay. So say say he goes to the Giants at hundred hundred million dollars, hundred and five, hundred and ten, something like that. At that point, would you rather the Cubs invest in Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell, on top of bringing back Bellinger, mm-hmm. or would you rather the Cubs just go all in on signing Bellinger, signing Reese Hoskins? Or and, and maybe another guy. Like I'm basically asking, would you rather them choose pitching, or would you rather them choose the offense and then go young on the pitching and kind of bank on some of the prospects? Does feel unlikely that they'll get three of those? To well, me. I, oh, to I me, just, if, if you I had to say they're going to get three, I just they're going to get see, a first baseman. Yeah. Well, I don't see them spending pitcher. like the projection for Snell is like what seven years, two hundred million, and Montgomery was mm-hmm. six years, one hundred and fifty million, and you're still going to have to pay Bellinger somewhere at least six, seven years, one hundred and eighty million. At least that's basically what a lot of us think, right? Well, like I get, the minimum kind of feels. Yeah, more, yeah, maybe right. So like, I don't think the Cubs are going to sign Bellinger and one of those two guys. So you, you get where I'm get you get what I'm saying here is like so if they miss out on Imanaga I don't like as much as I'm kind of in on Montgomery I'm definitely not in on Snell like I don't see them getting Bellinger and Jordan Montgomery or Bellinger and Blake Snell you know what I mean so like how how do you Luke how do you feel about going all in on the offense and going young on the pitching I guess I'd be okay with that okay but but remember that you only had Marcus Stroman for really like half a season anyway. Well, and I and they probably would pick up like a you know a 
a bona fide four or five starter veteran on a one year, one or two year deal. It won't be Sean. We won't Manaya. be excited about. Won't yeah. be Sean Manai. And like that's the type of guy that you could have done. It, I think I read two for twenty eight to the Mets with an opt out this weekend. So he's more of a. He's he's so twenty twenty one to me. Yeah. You know, like I was more excited about him a couple years ago, um, but he. He's that type of player that they could add some depth. We talked at the end of the season about thinking the Cubs had all this depth in their rotation last year. And almost two months, they had this embarrassment of riches in the rotation. And yeah, Saad gives you a little flexibility that way. And, and some other guys do too. But I guess if I really had to choose between Montgomery and Imanaga, I, I personally... Without having seen enough of Imanaga, I would say Montgomery because I've seen the guy pitch in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I've and, seen him pitch in the major league, so I'd I'd be more willing to go a little bit higher on him than I would on Imanaga. But you know, I don't have the full scouting report on the way the Cubs do on that stuff. So if you're asking me, are are they going to have to pivot if they don't get one of these pitchers? They might. I mean, that was the thing last year. Like they didn't plan on. They said they admitted that they didn't plan on going all in on defense and stealing more bases but all of a sudden that's what was available Mm -hmm. halfway through the market because of their cautiously optimistic way of trying to approach free agency right like that that's just the reality of it they're they're not as willing and i i think it was uh was it sahadov that talked about that that in in the athletic they're not as willing to go all in on something I mean, that's just not. And, and, and that, you know, makes it to your point when you're not willing to do that, when you're not willing to be with the Dodgers were this year, playing at the top of the market, signing the best guys, trading for the best. Guy. Like when you, if you're not willing to be the ones that move the market, then you kind of fall to, you know, you're, you're, you're left in the hands of what the market does to you at that point. So like yeah. when you mentioned that it became a defense speed kind of pitching thing for the Cubs last year, because they, that's where the market, that's what the market became, right? That's because they weren't the ones going out and signing the top of the market guys. They got the guy they wanted, Dan G. Swanson, for sure. But, like, they weren't the ones going out and making the signings right away, signing the top guys, spending the most money. So then you've just, you kind of fall to, um, you know, what the market does to you is just out of your control if you're, if you're not willing to do that. Yeah. I mean, to me, based off this article that Sharma wrote today, and the fact that the Cubs are comfortable with like not going all in, I, at least on the 2024 season, that doesn't mean that I don't like signing Bellinger and or Montgomery or Snell if they miss out on Imanaga. I don't, I don't, I still don't think that's them going all in. If they were going all in, I they would have probably stuck in the Yamamoto sweepstakes a lot longer, stuff like that. But based off that article, it tells me that they aren't. They're, they just aren't going to to spend over $150 million on mul- not one, but multiple players. I think they, they'll spend over on one, but not two. You know what I mean? So Imanaga is going to be cheaper than Montgomery and Snell. And fine, like, then I then I hope they get him. I, and, and if they prove me wrong, I'll, I'll, fine. But I just based off, you know, Sahadov's insight, insight and you know, knowledge within the Cubs organization. Like, how can I not just sit here and at least believe some of that? You know, it's interesting because if you were able to somehow do Montgomery and Bellinger, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's a pipe dream or not, but if you were able to do it, it sort of would give you the same team that you had last year. If you had, at least on paper, the same team you had last year when Stroman was pitching well. Right, that like that's the possibility, and if Tyone can ramp up, which which I believe, if Stroman were healthy and pitching well, that is a playoff team. That is the difference in that it is that's the difference in one game. So it might be enough to win the division. I still don't know if it's enough to push the needle for fans as far as they want this team to go. And and I don't know if it's realistic that they get both those guys. No, I I think yeah. I think fans should get off the. Um, wagon of thinking that that this team next season is going to be more than at 
more than a division winner at most, right? Like I think that once this off, once we go to spring training or at least by opening day, we'll have a we'll have a team that we think can win the division. But I don't think we're going to have big playoff expectations yeah. at this point based off like when you when you said you wanted to go into the season with nlcs yeah robust expectations yeah that's tough which is not like to me like do i agree with you know the cubs believing that this wasn't the off season to like be a little bit more bold or, or something like that no i don't like you won 83 games you outperformed your expectations you should have won 90 games if you didn't have the september collapse if you yeah. had done more at the trade deadline by adding another reliever, like we all sat here and said they should have, perhaps they would have made the playoffs. Perhaps we wouldn't be sitting, we wouldn't have had the September collapse. You know what I mean? The fact that all that happened and they're still going this offseason, they're, they're, they're still, I guess, in a way sitting on their hands in terms of like trying to take, like take a big step and they're, and they're still following this path that they've probably had designed over the last two years. It's frustrating as a fan because you're like you're the Chicago Cubs and again Jed Hoyer you told us that in 2021 at the trade deadline that this wasn't going to be like a rebuild bike when Theo Epstein came in and perhaps it won't be perhaps they really will be a a a good team a team that wins the division and who knows the playoffs are always a crapshoot and maybe maybe they were they will do something like that but when you talk about going all in or going go, taking the steps to be a real contender you're doing with like what the Dodgers have done yeah. you're doing like with what the Braves have done the Braves haven't done anything like fancy but they've made some trades they've 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 brought in dudes to uh secure like uh make their bullpen better like they've done all like it's not been fancy but they've made nice moves right like the fact that the Cubs haven't even done that to this point it's like like I have basically waved the white flag on having any kind of hope or expectation of thinking that we're going to be more than just trying to compete in the division, maybe get a wild card team and, and, uh, you know, hit, hit, hit the lightning, hit, hit some sort of a uh, lightning rod and pull off a diamondbacks from last year. And I, I really didn't want to do that going to 2024. The, the good news of all of that though, is that at least there are high level prospects supposed to debut this year and you, look and, and you get to see those. And hopefully, hopefully some of those guys provide that kind of spark that does make this team better than what we'll probably think going into 2024. It's, but again, like it's, it's just frustrating that they aren't, that they, that they don't feel like 2024 was a, was a year to go all in, especially with how last year ended. And, and maybe them not acting emotionally about it is the right move. Yeah. yeah. I, I think in a way, not going completely all in makes sense. I, just because of you mentioned the prospects, like you, like you want obviously want to give Pete Crow Armstrong a lot more run, right? Like you have other outfield prospects you want to see, like even Canario, like he's up. He 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 debuted last year, but he didn't get up a long look at him. You got pitching prospects starting to come up at some point this year. They you know you're going to want to get a look at them. So maybe just overhauling the roster, or adding a bunch of free agents, and, and filling up those spots maybe isn't the best course of action. But I'm I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Um, and I, I don't, I, I saw this on Twitter. It might've been, uh, our friend, Mike Sarami, um, that tweeted it, but it's like, if you weren't planning to go all in this off season, uh, and whether, whether I don't, I think it also depends on what your, uh, what your definition of all in is, is, right. is, is going over the first luxury tax all in does is, is going all in spending as much money as you can and not worrying about the luxury tax. Like, I think it depends on your definition of all in. Um, but Sarami, I think it was, I think it was him that tweeted something like, if you weren't going to go all in, all in this offseason, why didn't you get that extra bullpen piece and go over the luxury tax um, uh, at the trade deadline this last this last year? So I think that that that's kind of a, a fair point to make. Is like if you weren't if your definition of all in, or if the Cubs' definition of all in is going over the luxury tax, and now they're not aren't completely intent on doing that this season, you're going to reset the clock anyway. Why didn't you do it at the trade deadline? I think that's a fair point. Now, to me, I don't think all in is just barely going over the luxury tax, right? I think they can still go over the luxury tax this off season and not consider it. Oh, they went all in on this off season. I, I don't, I think for me, like it's, it's more than that than just going over the luxury tax. But, um, so, and the, my, my point is that I, I think the Cubs can go over the luxury tax. I don't think that constitutes going all in. And I don't think, I don't necessarily think they should 
if they do want to give some of these young guys that should be debuting this offseason a real run to see if they could be part of your future. And in their mind, they may, in their minds, they may have had the intention of we're going to, we're going to go all in, especially if we get Otani or whoever it might be. When those things didn't yeah, yeah. play to the way they wanted them to play. That's a fair point. That that may have adjusted their thinking yeah. possibly yeah, as well. Because if they could have gotten maybe, Otani, or, they would have gotten it. They maybe it didn't. Right. That, yeah. Then you know they're going over. Right. Yeah, if they if they if they, and they real, if they could have gotten so, Otani, they would have signed him. Yeah. And there's no debating that like they would have signed him and you know, that plays into going all in, right? But I, I think that's a good point when when the chips don't fall how you want them, especially when I mentioned earlier, like if you're not willing to right. play at the top of the free agent market, but like the Cubs were this offseason. They were willing to, to be in the Otani sweepstakes, Yamamoto early on, like whatever. They were. It obviously didn't work out. The chips fell away from them. And so they, they have to reevaluate what they want this offseason to be. Uh, so I, I think that's a good point is that had things gone differently with some of those other guys, we may be talking about an all an all in offseason, right? But because they didn't, maybe it's it's reevaluating what if, if if spending all the money to get more mid tier free agents, is that the right course of action? That's what the Cubs have have had to reevaluate, you know? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I'm hoping the Cubs are not taking the Matt Nagy approach. No offense. <laughs> you know, I, I hope they're not going into, they went into the game with this game plan and it didn't work. And at halftime, we're just going to come out and do the same thing in the second half. Or the Luke Getze plan. Yeah, I thought it was going to work against the Packers in week one. Why not try it again in the final week of the season? It didn't work again. I hope they're at halftime of this offseason and whatever they thought was going to work or didn't work, I hope they're at least reevaluating where they are, what they need to do, and, and don't go into it with the same game plan that you did. Whatever that was, don't go into it with that same game plan. You have to adjust to the market however that market plays out. That doesn't mean I'm saying go spend crazy money, but you can't just ever expect everything to go your way. Right. And again, they will make free agent signings, and they will... By opening day, we'll have, I believe, we will have a team that will be a contender for the NL Central title. I believe this with my entire soul, okay? Once we get there and we know what the roster looks like, then we can project, okay, this prospect could come up and this could be his role in this and that. So, like, I'm seeing some people in the chat and they're like, well, even if they had signed Otani, you still have to fix this hole, this hole, this hole, and this hole. And it's like, yes, I I agree. But again, we don't know what this roster is going to look like on opening day. Right. So once they sign Bellinger and whether it's Reese Hoskins or whoever, once we know like wh- what guys are where guys are going to play, then you can project where some of these prospects are going to be inserted. And hopefully, and this is how they're designed to be hopefully be a spark plug to perhaps make the team better than what probably a lot of us expect. That's a lot to bank on. In my opinion, if you're Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins, to me, a risk, but a risk that it feels like they're willing to play. And if things work out, then I'll sit here and give them a, a ton of credit. Okay. Um, Greg in the chat, I think he's referring to what we're talking about. Uh, said they should have had that all planned out. The likelihood of Otani was. Oh yeah. we're not sitting. We're not oh, saying yeah, no, no, they, no. they they were caught off guard and didn't know no, how, no, to, no. how to react to Correct. when Otani chose the Dodgers. They had, I would assume, <coughs> many different scenarios right. of how these things could have gone down. But what we're saying is, if you're getting Otani, if you somehow got Otani and Yamamoto, that's totally an all-in offseason. If you got Otani and not Yamamoto, they're still. A lot of potential for an all-in offseason. When you missed out on both of them, that then the scenario obviously changed to okay, is this an all-in offseason? I think that's that's what we're trying to say. Is like I think that's how things have kind of shifted based on the market for, for the Cubs, just because 
they didn't get those guys at the top end of the free agent market. Yeah, no, I, I agree totally. Like they they would have had multiple paths to this offseason yeah. plotted out before it even started. No. I'm just saying I, I hope they're going back to that right now and saying, okay, let's reset. We got 36 days to make this team the division favorite because right now we're in a division with the holes that we have that we've created by free agency and guys possibly leaving – this team could be anywhere from first to last in this division. Yep. Could be. Could be. They're, even with the roster that they have now, I'm not saying that this team, even with just a couple of minor adjustments, because of the young players, couldn't make a run. Like yeah. I, I hope the Cubs aren't approaching the offseason that way, but they're, they wouldn't be wrong. They wouldn't be wrong because the division is so up in the air. Now, the one thing I know you can count on all season long and this off season, the next 36 days is empire today. You get to shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get your new flooring. So of course there's some copycats out there. Empire though, can't be beaten on quality service speed and the competitors will advertise low quality products. Empire's not going to carry those products. They're not going to promise you the lowest prices because anybody who does that is just putting flooring in your home that they might not put in their own home empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes they give you the best stuff they eliminate the bad free agents these are the guys you want to sign to put flooring in your house thank you uh they've got that virtual flooring designer so you can even lay out the plan if you're jed hoyer you can lay it out and say this is what shag carpet would look like in my den Maybe it's not shag. Maybe it's uh, premium vinyl flooring you'd like to put down. They pride themselves on the shop at home service. They service their own warranties, schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive the deal of the century, $350 off a discount when they use the promo code, pay attention, CHGO, four important letters, CHGO to get you $350 off. Who did it? The Godfather, Michael Collada. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. And um, you know where else you want to go after you visit Empire? Foco. Foco. You're fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's almost baseball season. You know, what do we say? It's like five weeks till pitchers, catchers report, something like that. Yeah. So baseball season's getting here. The warm weather's coming. You want to get your Aloha shirt, yeah. your straw hat. Um, you feel like polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Foco's got it. Um, they even donated us some awesome set decorations. Foco's donated yeah, a few awesome pieces for our set, so go show them some love. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10. For 10% off. If you're on the YouTube right now, we got Foco's uh, selection of awesome stuff. Sweet overalls. Right now. Sweet yeah, overalls. Bibs. You wore those overalls ones, didn't you? Yeah, on set. Credit to me. Yeah. And you were the same with, day, Stucky Claws. Not you. I was with Stucky yeah. Claws. Stucky yeah. Claws and Kevin. Yeah. yeah. He, I've been thinking about these that. leggings. I've been thinking about these leggings for Cubs convention. Mm. Show off my <laughs> stems. So, yeah. Go to Fogo.com. Like I said, all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. Is that a Clark the Cub bobblehead? It was him on vacation at the beach. Oh, wow. I thought that was so cute. No, that makes me Joined think with, about uh, Warm Jed Hoyer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> news that has been in, already put in, put in the chat, but the Cardinals are, they have hired Heim Bloom to be yep. part of a front office advisory role with John Mozalek. Um, it's not as funny as when uh, Yadier Molina became the Dwight Schrute to uh, John Mozalek, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, credit to Katie Wu, our friend who came on our show uh, at or at the winter meetings for breaking five news. weeks ago. Five weeks ago, when we still thought things were going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, I I will just my two cents on this. I I thought he did a really good job at building the Red Sox farm system. So, I am a little uh, nervous about what he's going to do in this role with the Cardinals because they they need some help internally, in my opinion. So. At least on the pitching side, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he did get. Uh, he also did it, uh, trade Mookie Betts for uh, you know a couple washing machines, but he's a, that was more of a ownership didn't want to pay him thing. I mean, he's also no longer running stuff in Boston, so yeah. think about that. Like he 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 did not keep his job there. Yeah, it's not like he's the new GM either. Again, it's just an advisory role, but 
just because he's in division now, I felt like we shouldn't mention it. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Justin Steele got hitched? We did. I did see that. Got married. Yeah. Shout out to Albert Azale for giving us the POV. Yeah. Very nice. Justin yeah. and Justin and Libby. I saw uh, to Patrick Wisdom and Nick Madrigal were there as well. I didn't see that, but there you go. Yeah, they were there. They were both. Uh, they were both at the wedding. So you know, Madrigal uh, still looks the same size. Unfortunately, I was hoping maybe he'd you know start taking steroids so we could potentially see more than two home runs next season. But you know, hey, solid third base. Played he a also solid got third engaged base. this offseason too. Madrigal so. did. Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm imagining big country vibes at that wedding. Okay, so like I tweeted this the other night. Steel's wedding. I tweeted this the other night. I was like, you just know at the Steel wedding that it's like all domestic beer. People are passing around fireball, and someone, probably a bridesmaid, is throwing up in the parking lot after <laughs> that one. You just know. You just know. But I think it was in New Orleans. Again, this was all based off of Abra yeah, Azalea's. Exactly uh, yeah, it was all based off of Abra Azalea's um, Instagram story. Um, I I retweeted a picture that he tweeted like today of like him, Justin, all that. Um, he's. A, I mean, Steele's also a big Bama fan, Alabama football fan. So I'm, okay. sh- I'm sure Dixieland yeah. Delight was played. Oh yeah. And now, see, I was just going to ask when you know you go to the reception and the married couple has to come out to a song. What song do you think Steel oh, we, and we his, the his wife come out to? Do I you know what, what it was? Uh, yeah, what was it? That, was the, that was when they got announced and like she like threw or he like threw a pitch to her and, oh, and she yeah, like yeah. Fought, fake swung at her or whatever. And like they pretended it was a home run. I don't remember what the was, song you was. You think it was, a, was it a Taylor Swift? Was it? It was wasn't it? Taylor Swift. It was definitely like some like hype up. Like I can't, I can't remember the song. It's, it's on our Twitter account. Should have been maybe the Superman song. Yeah, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. There you go. You know, I think Fire. I think I think mine would be. Uh, actually, I don't know what mine would be. Mr. Brightside's definitely on the list, though. <laughs> the the short list of finalists for for my walking song. I uh, haven't got that far into uh, perhaps getting married one day to even think about that. So, <laughs> what do you think the song was that my wife and I walked out Ooh. to? Something by okay, Bon Jovi. Yeah, give, give me <laughs> when when it was not. It was more modern than when that. When did this oh. happen? You got to give me like a. a uh, we were married in 2015. Okay. While the Cubs were playing the Mets in the NLCS. Oh, okay. Eddie Vedder? Old nope. Pearl Jam? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. More modern. Yeah, I mean, probably wasn't still oh, modern yeah, yeah, yeah. then, but I think of it as more <laughs> modern now. But, you know, like... A Nirvana? No. no close? No. 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 <laughs> Not even close? So she chose this song. Uh, I think it might have been my suggestion. I'm not sure. We had a couple of different options. Mariah Carey? I don't even know who the... No. I just thought we're never going to Jay-Z. Oh, oh, was that a... Um, was it the him and Justin Timberlake suit and tie? No. No. Okay. Rihanna, run this town. Oh. Huh? Okay. Oh, wow. What do you think? Pretty surprising, yeah, isn't like it? That, yeah. Pretty surprising. Was, you're all dressed up, so that's why I went to suit and tie with him and JT, which one of my favorite all-time JT songs. But. I do love Run This Town. That's, that's, Run that's this a good song, song it's a right? Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. Great choice. Blink-182 was not the choice. Blink-182 also on the short list for me. Don't know which one, though. Yeah. Anyways, I hope Steel is... Uh, yeah, happy man, happy life. Hopefully he comes out and gives us the Cy Young season in 2024. That's right. Also, Don't underrated, run into him underrated street, thing please, about... Cody. Well, yeah, I won't. <laughs> Underrated thing about the things uh, I saw from his wedding, he shaved. He looked oh, like I saw he that. was. Yeah. He looked like the rookie. She made him shave for the wedding. Yeah. No question he about was, it. Lost a few years. Yeah, he looked face. like the rookie when he came back yep. up to when he got yeah, called up yeah, in 2021. Right, right. Like 36 days to build it back. Oh up. yeah, he's like, it's time to grow this yeah. hair back. I gotta, I gotta look like a dog out here again. All right, so that's. He'll probably look. He'll probably look very similar whenever we get to Cubs convention because it'll only have been a week, but. You know, yeah, that doesn't say it's 36 days. I'm like, no, that's not Cubs convention. Yeah. I don't even know if it's 36 days. I'm just making up the number. Is it 36 days? I think it's about five weeks. 36 days. 36 days. Or five weeks. Five or six weeks. I don't know. We'll be back. Uh, Hey, listen, whenever this big Bellinger signing comes live tonight during the snowstorm, tomorrow, maybe. There's supposed to be seven inches of snow. We, I don't know if we're going to be oh here tomorrow. Are we going to be here? Seven be inches of snow? You're telling me. One, CTA here's still the, here's works. This is here. classic Chicago. <laughs> Anywhere from one to seven inches. Oh. 
Yep, it looks looks like it's going to snow all day tomorrow, so that's fine. You're telling me. I'm so excited. I, I saw Nebraska kids were getting a snow day today. Oh, it must be That's nice. usually the weather we get the next you're, day. You're telling nice. me that sometime tonight, between now and tomorrow, we could get one to seven inches of snow. It's going to be dark at 5 p.m. The sun yes. has not shone for God knows how long. Yes. The Cubs haven't made a free agent signing in 322 days. That's right. And the Bears haven't beat the Packers ten, the last 10 games. Yes. On top of the fact that the Bears didn't make the playoffs, yes. the Cubs haven't made the playoffs since 2020, but technically True. 2018, if True. you know you don't count 2020. Bedard broke his jaw. Bedard also broke his jaw. I am once again asking for thoughts and prayers for my mental health. Thank you. And good night. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Hit the like button on the way out. Make sure you subscribe as well. We appreciate it. We'll see you at 1.30 tomorrow live right here, CHGO Cubs Podcast. Until then, thanks for watching and fly the W.